welcome to another episode of Prioritize. They accomplish while you drown in lists. It's difficult to juggle your responsibilities. Husband, father, brother. It goes on, but your energy doesn't. You pondering what I'm pondering? Prioritize what's right for you, not what's left behind. This is Prioritize with Toby Baker. You'll have to speak up. I'm wearing a towel. I don't know. Maybe not ADD. There's just a lot that goes into getting out of debt. They're called seven baby steps. There's a little bit of story. I'm a storyteller. I like telling stories. Hopefully you enjoy hearing stories. Thanks for listening, by the way. Thanks for spending a few minutes with me. Hopefully this is helpful to you. If it's not helpful to you, I get it. Sometimes I don't even like talking to myself. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll be hearing myself talk to me like, shut up. I don't need to hear it. Okay. I'm trying to concentrate. Can we please? I'm like, geez, you don't have to be so upset. I mean, we're the same person, you and I. All right, baby step three. Yes, you have accomplished baby step one and two. Have the celebration. We're doing dinner at home, by the way. How are we going to celebrate? I'm so glad you asked. It's like we're on the same page or something. Like you're actually interested in this. Well, I'm a steak guy. So I like the ribeye, the well-marbled ribeye. Probably do a a small one of those with some bacon. And then we're going to do some butterfly coconut shrimp. Oh, you ever had coconut shrimp? It's amazing. It's really, really good. Let's throw in some asparagus in there. I'm going to have a nice old-fashioned cocktail. We'll finish it off with a couple chocolate chip cookies, freshly baked, mind you. So this is not a very paleo diet. No, you're absolutely right. It's not. I would make the paleo brownies. You ever made paleo brownies before? Oh, man, you got to look it up. I was so blown away. I'm talking coconut sugar and coconut flour and almond flour. And we had these dark chocolate espresso, morsel chocolate chips. So it's like a modified paleo chocolate chip, but still had these. And then the cocoa powder, and we had three eggs, and I might be leaving something out, and then you whip it all up and throw it in a pan and throw it in the oven for like 25 minutes, it pops out. Oh, yeah, I could hear the angels singing, then you just kind of slice it up as a brownie, let it cool down for a couple minutes, pop that in your mouth. Oh, that's a that's a party right there. That is a party. You pair that up with an espresso, maybe a little bit of almond milk or uh, uh, coconut milk. Whoa. Yes. Okay, but this isn't necessarily paleo when we get to our celebration dinner. Why tell? Why aren't you doing the paleo anymore? What do you? Will you hate it? Not, not really. Um, and I'll get back to that. You're not helping yourself get to those 200 pounds. Someone has been very focused. You're right. I'm not. We're just going to celebrate a little bit, and we'll get right back on it. Uh, I'll finish that off with an espresso, a nice glass of milk, and probably a few glasses of water. Joyce is going to have the salmon. She loves salmon. So we found some a place that does really, really good grilled salmon. We'll grab some of that and we'll do asparagus and glass of wine. We're just going to enjoy being debt-free and breathe that in for a moment. <sighs> you don't have that weight on your shoulder. Have you ever carried around luggage at an airport before? You ever get tired of carrying around the luggage at an airport? Or just carrying around luggage, period. Like for a while, you can do it, right? I mean, for a while, anybody can carry around an 8-pound, 12-pound, 20-pound bag. But then it gets tiring, and then it hurts. And then you're sore. You carry around long enough, you're going to have back problems, right? You get the Costanza wallet where you're carrying around all that junk in your wallet, and then you're sitting lopsided because part of your rear end is up like four inches because you got a Costanza wallet because you're carrying around a bunch of crap. You get tired of that. 
Why not just let it go? Stop pulling debt into your life because that's you. You're the one who's pulling that into your life. That was me. That was us. We have no one else to blame but ourselves. Into each life, a little rain will fall. You will have problems in this life. And these are a few ways that you can prepare. Get plastic out of your life. Stop building their towers. Stop buying their yachts and their Teslas and their Lamborghini Countaches, which they don't really make anymore. But I just saw an automobile Lamborghini advertisement. I think it was on Instagram where they're coming out with another Countach. So I really need to buckle down and start getting to that millionaire status because that car looks just amazing. Okay, I'm coming back down to earth. So we're moving on to baby step three. This is where we're going to up our emergency fund from uh, the $1,000 that it was to the three to six months uh, monthly living expenses. So if your monthly living expense, what does that mean? That's not your extra shirts and ties. That's not your new kicks. That's not your, this is when we go dining out at a restaurant type fund. That's not what this is. This is your rent or your mortgage. This is making sure you still have some kind of threads on the backs of your children or you or your spouse uh, or all the above. This is so that you got some food in the fridge and a roof overhead so that your electricity and your power and your gas and your heat are still working. That is your monthly living expense. You're going to take that number, whatever that is, if that's 4,000, if that's 5,000, if that's 3,000, maybe it's more than that. Maybe you have a, a very lavish lifestyle. You're just really in debt. You don't want to tell anybody. Fine. For argument's sake, it's 10,000. <clears> More realistically, I, I don't know, you know, four, four or five grand. Okay. So five grand for a monthly living expense. If you're bumping that up to three to six months, you just take your five grand times six and there's your number. What is that? 30 grand. How are we going to get 30 grand? Well, how much money do you make in a month? How much money is your uh, your monthly household income every month? Then you can start socking that away because remember, you don't have any more consumer debt. That's now out of your life. Take all that money that you were paying them. You're going to start putting that into your emergency fund. You build that up, whatever that is. All right, that's, that's somewhere between what we say. So three to six months, four four thousand a month times three, that's twelve thousand. Four thousand a month times six is twenty-four thousand. Or if yours was five, then it's it's thirty. You know your numbers, right? You don't need me to calculate it for you. I'm gonna get all my numbers mixed up over here. So you know your numbers. You're gonna bump up your emergency fund for three to six months worth of living expenses. Why is that? Because that is your new emergency fund. Not all your emergencies are smaller than a thousand. Your roof, when it begins to leak, and then you get a, if, if, if you can get a contractor out to your, your house, when your roof starts leaking, you have them take a look. Gosh, uh, looks like it's going to be about six grand. Ah, uh, well, that kind of stinks. But fortunately for you, you're not going out and putting a HELOC on your home. You're not going out with your credit card and going to pay this contractor going into debt. Why? Because you got three to six months worth of living expenses as your new emergency fund. If your roof leaks, 
if all your furnaces, if all your appliances die on the same day. Maybe you got huge car problems, like, you know, $2,600 range car problems, shocks, struts, brakes, ABS system, uh, you know, you name it. And then you have to have all that aligned and it's got to be done and $2,600 before you know it, poof, that adds up quickly, doesn't it? Yes, it certainly does. So that's why you got your three to six months worth of living expenses. What if, God forbid, there's a pandemic that happens, people start losing their job? What if you lost your job? You're not pulling your hair freaking out because you got no money and you got all this debt and you got a rent or a mortgage payment coming up in a few days or in a couple of weeks. And you got a car payment coming up in a couple of weeks. You don't have those worries. You don't have the car payment. You don't have, because you've got all that. The car payment, the school loans, your credit card debt, all that is out of your life in baby step two. Baby step three, three to six months worth of living expenses. Then we're going to move on to baby steps four, five, and six. If you want to, you can bring your foot off the gas pedal a little bit. And we can breathe just a little bit. You can drop off some of these extra jobs in the gig economy that you picked up to make sure you got through baby steps one, two, and three all the way. Four, five, and six, we're all doing simultaneously. Baby step four is you're going to start paying yourself. 15% of your income is going to go into one of those four different mutual funds. You reach out to the Ramsey Group, and they have... Uh, licensed professionals in your area. They call local endorsed providers. They're in your area. They are endorsed. They're not advertised by, they're not paid for by the Ramsey people, but they do vet these people so that they follow the same principles. They're not going to look down upon you through the, the glasses on the edge of their nose, pointing their index finger at you, telling you, hey, you need to do what I say because I know better than you. I've been in this business 40 years. You've been in my desk two minutes. So you're going to listen. It's not like that at all. Don't invest in stuff you don't understand. This is your money. It's your responsibility. Not anybody else's. You've worked this hard to get out of debt. You got your emergency fund. Now you're going to start having your money go to work for you. Make sure you know what your employees are doing because you're now the employer. Does this make sense? It's, it's a really neat feeling when you get there because you're sending out your, your little dollar bills or your $100 bills. Get your Hondies out. Get your Benjamins. They got, their, they got their uniforms on and they're marching out to battle, right? They are going into the workforce. They're going to start working for you and they're going to start <clears throat> earning you money. How are they going to do this? Four different types of mutual funds. You got growth, aggressive growth, growth and income, and international funds. They choose these four funds because they uh, outlast your S&P, because they have the best return on the investment year over year for the past 30 years. You're looking at no less than 10% return on your money. This is a good thing, folks. This is far better than the uh, than your insurance company. Don't go to insurance to have them invest your money. Don't go to the banks to have them invest your money. Go to some endorsed local providers by the Ramsey Group. Why? Because you can trust them. Sit down with them. You get to vet them. They are going to be a part of your team. It's not the other way around. It's the same thing with your insurance company. If you don't trust your insurance agent, fire them. You're fired. 
They are on your team. It is not the other way around. You are paying their salary. How are you doing that? Because you pay your premiums, right? So they are on your team. Next, you got your endorsed local providers. You're on baby step four. You're investing 15% of your total household income. That's you and your spouse, or that's just you taking 50% of your money. Can you live on less than that? Yes, you, you can. But we have a couple of other steps to do. You got kids. Let's start now. Let's start saving away. If you're um, in the state of Indiana, I'm, I'm trying to remember which fund it is, but the state will, uh, they, they appropriate a large percentage in conjunction with the money that you set aside for the college fund for your kids. Um, I'm sorry, the, the name right now eludes me, but your endorsed local provider will know who that is. And we, we vetted some for us. Uh, we went through five different people. We chose one. You can interview them, right? Bring it, bring a list of questions, interview you, the person who wants your business. They want your business. They go by, uh, they go by you. Uh, and they will be teachers for you. They are not the condescending professors at you. They want you to know what you're getting in. They want you to know about your money and these investments so that you fully understand. So these are endorsed local providers with a teaching spirit. I want to know where my money is going and what my money is doing. This is my money. So no one cares about money. Excuse me. Nobody cares more about my money than I do. And we've taught all our kids the very same thing. Folks, look at your income statement. Look at your pay stubs. And we told our boys this because I was asking our son, I said, what, 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 is, what are you getting paid? What, how are you allocating for this? Oh, Toby, you don't, you don't, that's prying. Hey, I'm his dad and I'm trying to do what's best for my son. And if you're a father, I encourage you to do the very same thing. Teach your kids about money. Talk about money at the dinner table. Because otherwise, they will learn about money from people you may not trust, don't even know, and they could be telling them the wrong things. Then they wind up where you were or where we were, and they have a much longer road to haul. So we started teaching our boys these principles. Late, and I I had to apologize. I owned up to my mistakes. I said, Mike, Chris, Nikki, I apologize. We apologize. We taught you the wrong thing. We were wrong. Please forgive us. This is the right way. This is the way that millions of people are getting out of debt every single day. When you listen to the Ramsey program, you can even call in if you wanted to. They will tell you the numbers and they'll keep track of the amount of money that somebody paid off so that at the end of the year, they're announcing this how much. This is how much money and this is how many people have paid off this much money. Millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. They paid off debt. And then they're breathing and they're beginning to live their life. They're beginning to live generously. I know there's people in this audience who want to give. But you know, it's really difficult to give when you don't have the money. So you know what? You get to be generous. And you get to, the most fun you will ever have with money is not going on a cruise. It's not going to Jamaica. Although both of those are enjoyable, the most fun you will have with money is giving it away and watching the eyes of people light up 
when you just made their day, when you just made their week. I know you want to give them a $100 bill as a tip or a $1,000 tip. And it's hard when you can't do that because you don't have the money, because you're in debt. These are the principles that people instill in their lives each and every day. I highly encourage you to instill these principles in your financial life. If you truly want to get out of debt, if you tried other things, they're not working, we've been banging our head against a wall, okay, let's stop banging our heads against walls and giving ourselves headaches or giving ourselves a callus on our forehead. Let's try something different. I encourage you to try this program, these baby steps, because it works. Baby step five, you're saving for your kid's college fund. Why? So that 20 years down the road, you can say, hey, we got $50,000. We have taught you the principles of handling money the right way. We'd like to pay for a part of your college debt. We'd like to pay for, excuse me, not debt. Sorry, not debt. We'd like to pay for a part of your college. And encourage your kids to start getting scholarships now. If they are a freshman in high school and they want to go to college, if they have aspirations to take that college degree and go be a doctor or an attorney or go into the, the you know the medical field, if they want to go, I don't know, into politics and they want to go into a field that requires a degree, graduate from college debt-free. This is what our first son did. This is what our second son will do. Our third son didn't want to go to college. He didn't want to go to the military. We talked to them. We talked to them. He wanted to go directly into the the workforce. He is doing really, really well. He's doing far better than I ever did at his age than I did as an adult for several years. We are so proud of him. We're proud of all three of the boys. And I'm hoping that one day you will equally be proud of your kids because you taught them the right way how to handle money, avoid getting into debt. When they're filling out scholarships, the, 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 the most common of scholarships is not the $50,000 scholarships or the 25,000 scholarships. It's the uh, $1,000 scholarships, the $500 scholarships. Those are the most common. Those are the ones that most people, the most students receive when they're getting ready to go to college. So picture this, junior and senior year, they're doing nothing but writing out uh, scholarships. Maybe they have a a part-time job and they're involved in sports, but they're writing out at least one scholarship a week for the next 52 weeks. And they gained $1,000 in those scholarships each and every time. That's 52 grand towards their college. What if they only got 500? Uh, okay. That's a little over 25 grand. How do they do that? Because they sat down week after week. They set aside time. Man, do the numbers on that, would you? If you got a calculator handy and they were granted $500 per scholarship at 52 weeks. Let's see here. Let me go to my handy dandy notebook. Let's see. Because if I'm one... Let's see, I calculate about $1,000, of course, at 500 times the 52, I get 26 grand. Is that what you got? I'm sorry, I can't do the math that fast in my head. 26,000, I should be able to though, right? Where did my education go? $26,000. Well, what if it took them, uh, I don't know, three hours each, each scholarship? Is that worth their time maybe? 26 grand, Uh, $500 at three hours 
per scholarship and they get 500. Yeah, that, that's pretty good. That's better than some lawyers. If they walk away with $500 scholarship for three hours worth of work, that's pretty good. And they do that 52 times, they get 26 grand. You think they can keep doing that? Can they start saving for college? If it's really important, why go sign loans? Okay, that's baby step five. We're putting away for a college fund for the kids. We did that too late. I'm sorry to say, and we apologize to our kids. And it sucks. I had that idea that when uh, I was a senior in high school, that surely, surely my folks had a secret college fund I didn't know about. And come graduation day, they're going to say, here, Tobe, here's the account number. There's 50 grand. Congratulations. And you know what? It wasn't there. Ooh, you guys really don't have a college fund set up for me somewhere? Gosh, Tobe, I didn't know you had so much pride and were so selfish. Yeah, I, I kind of was. I didn't realize they didn't have that. I kind of thought that was just like normal. And I was wrong. And, and probably selfish and pride-filled. So that's baby step five. Start socking away for your kid's college fund. Baby step six, pay off the house. That's why they recommend, that's why I recommend not paying more than 15% away for your retirement. Now, sometimes people got the, the 401ks from, from the careers, and I'm hearing that being offered more and more at various places of, of business and companies, which is a great benefit. That's where you dive into that. Yes, you can, you can max it out, but don't rely, uh, especially with pensions, with pensions, you are not in control of that money. As long as they will honor that pension and give that to you uh, at the end that you've earned it, yes. How many times did you hear about a pension fund being ripped off by the mob? How many? Uh, oh, Tom, that's that's all. <laughs> Come on, that's fable. No, that's that's real life. You talk to some factory workers. You talk to some. Uh, UPS guys, you talk to some FedEx guys, talk to some people who were part of unions whose pension got robbed or they didn't pay out or the company went bankrupt or the CEO, CFO, and, and COO disappeared with the pension funds. You're not in control of the money. You want to give to some of that? Fine. Don't take that as your 15%. Because at the 15%, when you find and you interview and you finally hire your own endorsed local provider and you are setting aside, that's your 15% income there, okay? Does that make sense? Don't allow somebody else to control your money for you. That's your money. It's your responsibility. Just like my paycheck is, is my wife and I's responsibility. It's our money. If you're married, you become French in some of your language. Your pronouns are we. This is our account. This is our money. It's not I get paid or she got. We both got paid. You are one flesh. You are on the same. Hopefully, you're on the same team. If not, it's time to get some marital coaching. Time to get a little marital counseling. Get on the same page somewhere. If you're thinking about getting married, consider these things because they are vitally important and have your premarital counseling go over these things. How are you going to discipline your children? Are you going to have children? If so, how are you going to discipline your children? 
because there's three F's in, in marital, premarital counseling that I touch on when, I, when we do our premarital counseling and coaching. The first one is on family. You got to talk about family. How are you guys going to handle the holidays? Whose house are you going over to towards Christmas, Thanksgiving, Resurrection Sunday? How are you spending these holidays? What happens on Mother's Day? Ooh, that's a big one because chances are you probably both got moms, right? How are you going to handle Father's Day? How are you handling Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's? These are kind of big. Believe it or not, sometimes these tear apart relationships because they never address them. They never, these don't come up when you're dating. When I was courting my wife, the only thing I could think of was, can I wait until the wedding night? I don't know. Okay. That was, I mean, she had, she still has curves. She has very, she has very good curves. They're very nice curves. I like them very much. And that's all that I have to say about that. No, you're talking about the day you're talking about each other's past. You're talking about the future. You're, and then somewhere along the line, somewhere the Legos come together and they click and you're like, wait a minute, this could be the one. And then I'm bringing my, my girl home to meet my mom. And then I'm trying to get the, the, okay, you know, from the folks, what do you guys think? The, the clincher for me, what solidified it for me after I brought Joyce home to meet my mom and she, mom was absolutely right. This was one of the, the greatest bits of wisdom that she gave me was that we're, we're talking alone, my mom and I, after, you know, I brought her home and she says, I like this one. You are yourself with her. With all the other girls, you were somebody else. You were putting on a front. You were putting on a face. I didn't get it. But I went along with it because I know you're trying to figure out who you were. This one, you're yourself. You are yourself with that. I was like, ah, you're right. I kind of felt free to be me. That's how I knew. I I really was hoping that Joyce would say yes when I popped the big question. And praise God, she did. And we've never looked back and thought, oh, did I really make the right decision? No, hands down, I made the right decision. And we, you know, lovingly talk about that time. Like, I'm um, Joyce, we were just talking last night in bed. I said, Joyce, I'm, I'm so glad you said yes. And she knew right away what I was talking about. <laughs> you you want to know what she said back? She says this. She says, I'm so glad that you asked. Don't you love that? Oh, that did my heart so good. That did my, my soul was like filled with fuel and energy and wonder and amazement, I was like, this woman is amazing. I was so, oh, I'm, I'm so glad that we found each other 26 years ago today. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. How did we do it? We did it by following these three Fs. Family, you got to get together on family. This is a big one. A second one is finances. How are you going to handle finances? Because if one person is all about credit and debt and the other person is all about, maybe we should save some and let's spend with cash and let's live on cash and debit card and let's do it this way, there's going to be huge clashes. You got to work that stuff out. We didn't really talk about that prior to marriage. So we spent 20 plus years figuring out financial stuff. And praise God, we finally did, but it was a long hill. It was a long hill. All right, the third one is faith. 
got to figure this out because if your if your fiance is Wiccan and you're Catholic, that might prove to be an issue, right? If you're a Buddhist and the other one is, I don't know, in Judaism, there's going to be some clashes. Uh, if that's a Muslim, if 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 he's a Muslim and and you're Catholic, man, things are going to be rough. You guys got to work this out. Faith, family. And finances. These are very, very important in your premarital coaching or your premarital counseling sessions. If you haven't scheduled those yet, make sure you do if you're thinking about getting married. If you're already married and you're having some problems in that way, this is an area in which I coach. Okay, so I'm glad to be of service to you, this community here on Wisdom, if you uh, so desire. And you're welcome to reach out to me at uh, the pronoun me, M-E, that's me, myself, and I, me at Toby Baker, T-O-B-Y, Baker, dot life, as in lifeline, me at tobybaker.life. The website is tobybaker.life. You can find some of our podcasts. We're like 15 behind. We got to really get on those. Uh, we We went way off the trail in that. So those are the baby steps, one through... Six and baby step number seven. I think I did touch on this. You pay off the house, pay off that house, pay it down with a vengeance. Don't do another HELOC, don't do a, 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 a homeowner's line of credit. Don't do that. 